This is an ABC podcast. On. It's bang back time, Miff. It is. It's like bang on Christmas. <laughs> it's our favourite time of the year where you get to tell us what you love, given we just um, basically talk, punish talk you, you. <laughs> punish you with our views, thoughts, feelings throughout the year. Now it's your turn. Oh, I love so it. excited. We've had so many wonderful emails and DMs come mm. through. Even when we don't ask for it, you just it's always a conversation between us. Um, thank you to everyone who's banged back in some way over the last year or so. You've been watching a lot. You've been listening to a lot. You've mm. been reading a lot. And we're going to dig into a bunch of them today. Should we check the answering machine? Yeah, why not? Hello. Please leave a message after the tone. Hey, Bang Fam. This is Annie from Canberra. I just wanted to recommend a show called Shrill, which is on SBS On Demand. There's about, I think there's three seasons. Um, it's about a girl also named Annie. Um, she's a bit of a bigger girl and it's a bit of a coming-of-age story, self-acceptance, finding love, all that kind of stuff. Um and it's just bloody funny. So get on to it. Love your work, Miff and Zan. Thanks. Hey, Miff and Zan and the Bang Fam. This is Ruth from Melbourne, and I wanted to recommend a book called Malibu Rising, which is the latest novel from Taylor Jenkins Reid, who also wrote Daisy Jones and the Six and The Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo, which are also really great reads. And Malibu Rising is written in that same sort of biographical style fiction. It feels like you're reading entertainment journalism with her novels because she draws inspiration from the lives and characteristics of existing famous people, but it's all completely fictional. It's set at a party at Nina Reaver's house in Malibu in 1983, and it jumps between the day of the party and all of the events leading up to it, starting from when the parents of the protagonist meet in the 1950s. So it spans across three decades, and it explores themes of family through the really tight relationship Nina has with her siblings and is contrasted with the not-so-close relationship she has with her famous father. It also looks at the lives of the rich and famous and the ridiculousness and extravagance of their behaviour and how they justify that behaviour, which is a really common theme in her books. It's a great escapist read. I smashed it out in a couple of days. So if you're looking for something easy to read um, that's entertaining, check it out. Thanks. Hey Miff, hey Zan, Stevie here from Ghana Country, Adelaide, South Australia. I'm really getting into the secret life of us um, at the moment. It's on the streaming services and takes me right back to the 90s, early 2000s. Love Deborah Mailman, love Claudia Cavan. And it just so happens that an audiobook that I've listened to recently is narrated by Claudia Cavan, and that is called The Mother Fault by Kate Mildenhall. And uh, it's set in Australia. It's a bit of a dystopian uh, fiction, like the near future, a bit of a scary world to imagine. It's brilliantly written from the perspective of a mother who just wants the best for her family. Um, and it helps you imagine what the world might be like in a few decades' time. And it's, yeah, a bit creepy, but definitely food for thought. Highly recommend it. Hi, Bang Fam. It's Alicia here from Melbourne. I just wanted to recommend some novels by the author Casey McQuiston. Um, she writes queer romances and they're just super fun, super fluffy, so easy to read. Uh, one of them is called Red, White and Royal Blue and it's about the Prince of England dating the 
president's son. Um, very fun, very enemies to lovers. She's also got um, another lesbian romance called One Last Stop, which is kind of sliding doors-esque, two girls meet on a train. Um, they're just lovely books. They're bit spicy as well. We love a bit of spice. Um, and if you like a rom-com, this is for you. And it's got a queer twist to it. So good. I love it. And we do love a bit of spice, Alicia. Uh, in the last two weeks, if you've been listening to Bang On, which I assume you have, you recommended a rather spicy book last Oh, yeah, week. Rodham. Rodham, and yeah. which seems some sort of fan fiction for Bill Clinton. <laughs> Hillary Clinton Something and Bill that no Clinton. one ever asked for, but no. highly compelling. And I I didn't recommend. I hate watched for all of us um, Sex Life. Yes. The, the television show. So, yes, thank you for spicy. I love that. Also, Ruth mentioned Taylor Jenkins Reid, and I was just talking about Daisy and the Six last week. Biographical fiction, that's what you call it. That's what it is. Yes. It's like fictionalised kind of memoir. Yeah. Um, biographical fiction, very, very good. Can I just say, Secret Life of Us, so many people have been watching it since it's gone on streaming services. And I don't know if you saw this last week. I tweeted it and Instagrammed it, but a friend of mine sent this photo to our little core crew WhatsApp mm-hmm. group. These are all my friends I've known since I was like 12, 13. Yeah. And she just sent it and she went, Secret Life of Us, check it out. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's a great photo. So it's me in the it's early noughties. I think I'm literally, we're at a table and I'm pretty sure it's the day of St Kilda Festival. So we're in it St is. Kilda. There's a Nokia on the table. Oh, There's there Stella, is. which was always Stella the, the fancy choice of beer. That's right. When you were young and you didn't know better, you didn't know that beer could taste good. You thought Stella was good. Oh. There was that. And and there's <laughs> all of your outfits as well. Someone smoking at the table. Yes! That's the best. <gasps> This is genius. It's amazing. Secret Life of Us. I love that it's like kicking back into having a second life right now. It's so good. Exactly. And can I say Ruth's recommendation, Malibu Rising by Taylor Jenkins Reid, as you said, you recommended another book very similar. Mm. This one sounds fabulous. That's so up your alley. 1980s Malibu. Page Turner. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) 83 Malibu. That doesn't say Miff Wars. I don't know what does. I cannot wait. These are fabulous and shrill, of course. I've only seen the first season, but... On Annie's recommendation, um, I am going to get back into it. So good. Thank you, Bang Fam. Uh, Bang Back is what we're in the thick of. It is your uh, heads up from the entirely huge Bang Fam who are bringing you some of the best recommendations of the last year or so. We do it every now and then. If you've never heard it before, we've done it a couple of times before. It's always so much fun. Mm. Uh, Can I give a shout out to Tilly as well, who wanted to email us about a podcast called Ghosts of Boyfriends Past. Two Brisbane creatives making this podcast. Liz is one of them. She's jaded about love, while Tom is a hopeless romantic. And they have guests on each week to talk about a past relationship. I love that. Such a good idea. Ghosts of boyfriends past. You should be on. I know. (laughs) (laughs) Tilly says it's usually the podcast she listens to right after Bang On. Thank you for putting Bang On first. Drops on a Thursday. Um, Also, Tilly wrote a beautiful little note because Tilly actually banged back with us last time we did this. And she had a beautiful dog called Bruce, great name for a dog, who unexpectedly passed away in January. But she adopted a 13-year-old cat called Dexter a week later. He'd been up for adoption for about six months, barely had an inquiry, um, and she has given him a forever home. He's the most lovely, affectionate little cat who has never met a lap he didn't want to sit on. I him, and I loved how you said forever home. (laughs) Did not. You heard it. I've become a cat person. I know. That's my that's my 2021 glow up. I'm a cat person um, now. And also shout out to Melissa as well who wanted to share the book The Menopause Manifesto by Dr. Jen 
Gunter or Gunter, I'm not sure. Um, Melissa's gone on to say, I usually struggle to read nonfiction books, but this is fantastic, not just filled with facts, but also written in an easy and compelling way with enough stories about how women's health has been marginalised, which we knew for centuries, but when it's all in print, I I imagine it's probably quite confronting. Um, Melissa says, makes your blood boil. Hot flush joke. (laughs) (laughs) Love it. um, It's a weird feeling recommending this book because there's so much shame associated with the poor. Uh, so, yeah, it's something probably we all should read at some point. Yeah, great. Mm. All of this stuff we're going to put in the show notes. Hey, is Lucinda there? I am here. Lucinda! <laughs> Hello, Lucinda! Welcome hey. to Bang Back. Hi, Zan. Hi, Mim. Hi. <laughs> great to talk to you. Thank you for doing this for us. Oh, no problems. What have you been watching, Lucinda? I've been watching We Are Lady Parts. Yes. We never right. talked about this, so I love that you're here. <laughs> this is the st- series on Stan about a young UK band, all female, all Muslim, really great little series that a lot of Bang Fam were chatting about with us. to us. Yeah. yeah. What did you think? Yeah. I loved it. It was just hilarious. I just, before um, before thinking about coming on here, I was like, I better watch the start of it again and just, is it still as good as I thought, and it is. I can tell you that diarrhea, vomiting, and jeers are mentioned in the first five <laughs> minutes, not in the, in one sentence, but it's very funny, um, very laugh out loud, and great writing. The characters are awesome. Um, I really loved that they're the characters are actually quite diverse. They're not; it's not one homogenous um, group of um, young Muslim women. They're all mm. they're all different, um, and I think it's just really refreshing. It's great. Did you know much about the creators, the people that made it? Um, I looked her up because I was curious. Um, her name is Nida Mansour, and I hope I'm saying that properly. Um, so she wrote, created, and directed it. Um, and she's done uh, a few episodes of Doctor Who. Um, oh, apparently, fantastic. I thought it was interesting is that her and her siblings co-wrote the songs that the band plays in oh, the show. Oh, that's so cool. Well, that was what I was going to say, Lucinda. The songs are really good too. I, I actually ended up watching the whole series too, and I'm, I'm sad I didn't bang on about it. So this is perfect, but the songs are great. Yeah, they are awesome. They're just really catchy. Mm. Um, and apparently also there was a bit of controversy when it came out. So um, not not too much of a spoiler. Some stuff happens in the show and you're like, oh, a bit, bit of controversy there as well. But in the um, when it actually came out for real, I think there was a bit of, um, not flack, but a bit of like criticism of the show for the way that it's portraying um, Muslim women, for the way it's portraying Islam. Um, but because it's kind of doing it in a modern way. I think that's that's what I was sort of picking up on, that it's actually because it's not um, – it's challenging some of those stereotypes and it mm-hmm. will challenge your stereotypes when you watch it. It isn't – yeah, it did for me. I thought it was good. Unreal. Thank you, Lucinda. Yeah. Thanks so much for being back with us today. Yeah, thank no you. No worries. Um, oh, and if I wanted to tell you something. Mm. I tried to send you a picture on your birthday, but Instagram wouldn't let me, and it was oh. of my picture. It was a picture of my cat Murray saying <gasps> happy Murray! birthday to you. Oh, thank you. I'll send you a picture to. I'll send um an email through with. The yeah, picture please of him, but... do. We love any kind of pet photos, <laughs> pet talk. Yeah, of get any... those pets in our inbox, please. Yeah. Um, have yes, I told excellent. you then? So I mentioned last week, um, moving to the country. Mm. Uh, I will probably have a goat. <laughs> When that happens too, so you are so Doctor Doolittle as soon as you I get know. out of the city. So Lucinda, <laughs> thank you. Um, this is the beginning of Miff's. It arc, is the beginning. Isn't it? Just more photos, please, because it justifies exactly what I'm about to do. Excellent. Great name for a cat too, Murray. Oh, I love it. Beautiful. Thanks so much, Lucinda. Thanks, Thanks for Lucinda. banging back. Thanks. Love yous. Bye. Bye. Oh, I love yous too. I love, I love bang back. I love bang fam. Should we check the answering machine? Yeah. Again? Why not? At the tone, please record your message. Hey Bang Fam, this is Nelly from Brisbane, living on Yarraga and Turrbal country. 
For my bang back, I'm recommending a book that I discovered last year in the depths of lethargy. It's called Burnout by Emily and Amelia Nagoski. It's about exactly what's on the label, burnout. The book is not dry or overly analytical. It's about a lived experience. In it, they use situations from their own lives, sprinkled with examples from Star Wars and Beyonce, to explain what burnout is and the things that contribute to it. I found it so helpful as a starting point to talk to the people around me about the roller coaster of my emotions. It also let me know that I'm not alone in the situations and emotions I was feeling during that time. Thanks, Bang Fam, for listening, and please take care of yourselves. Hey, Bang Fam, this is Deborah from Wurundjeri Country of the Kulin Nations. I just wanted to recommend a podcast called Welcome to Your Fantasy. It's a series about Chippendales, and I don't mean the Disney cartoon. This podcast uses interviews to examine how male exotic dancers became part of mainstream American culture during the 1980s. The creators host interviews with people involved in the business and talk with the dancers themselves. And I really like this podcast because it surprised me. It was so wide-ranging. Combined with solid historical research, the listeners get an engaging mashup of crime, history, and feminist podcast storytelling. My favourite episode had to be when they explored the role of daytime TV shows like Phil Donahue and how having the Chippendales on stage open discussions about religion in America. I literally stopped mopping the floor to listen to what they were saying. It was a complete eye-opener, and I loved it. So thanks for the opportunity to bang back, and keep up the great work, Miff and Zen. Hey, Bang Fam, this is Angus. Uh, I'm recording this on Wanarua Country. I just wanted to recommend the fantastic book Sex, Lies and Question Time by former MP Kate Ellis. It's an at-times confronting document, and I'd read this before Julia Banks was interviewed by Lara Tingle earlier this week on the 7.30 report. Reflected through the prism of this book, Julia's recounting of her experience in Parliament was not surprising. Uh, there were multiple gasps and holding a breath while reading this book, but there are a couple of things that will stick with me particularly. Particularly Annabel Crabbe's quote that Parliament is us reflected back at ourselves by way of saying we should encourage and support more diverse representation than the pale and stale forces who are currently in government. It's an incredible and emotional read about who gets to pull the levers of power and take some advice from Kate. Avoid the prayer room in Parliament House at all costs. Miff, Zan, Thanks for being the rays of sunshine, breaking through the darkest skies that you are, and you're loved and your work is valued. And thanks to all your team as well. Hey, Bang Fam. Uh, this is Steph calling from Darrell Country in southern Sydney. Um, I wanted to bang back about a book I've just read called Breasts and Eggs by Miko Kawakami. Uh, it is the story of Natsuko, a woman who grew up in poverty and has spent her adult life in Tokyo hoping to become a published author. Uh, the novel is completely uh, female-driven and centres around big issues that all women face in some way or another. Uh, the first part of the book um, is about Natsuko having a visit from her sister and her niece um, and it centres around uh, a disagreement they are having and all about body image and breast implants and her niece uh, discovering that 
girls have periods. Um, and the second part of the book, um, after she has had some success as an author, uh, centers around fertility um, and particularly donor conception and the very concept of motherhood and whether uh, women are complete or incomplete without it. Um, I started reading Japanese fiction last year and have loved the surreal qualities, the quirkiness, uh, but also the very raw and dark places uh, that the novels tend to go. Uh, Breasts and Eggs was written in 2008 and translated into English in 2020. Um, I thought to recommend it because it is an opportunity for us to see how feminism plays out in a different culture and a reminder that women everywhere face burdens and questions over their body and their existence. Um, thanks, Miff and Zan. I've listened to Bang On from the first episode oh. and I look forward to seeing it every Thursday. Bye. Steph. I've got, look, my hairs have gone oh, up no, I'm going to cry arm. before this episode's That up. was really beautiful. So many, like, different corners of the world we oh. went into that podcast about the Chippendales. Sounds amazing. Oh, uh, incredible. I wonder if Jamie Jury turns up on it because he was in the Chippendales. <laughs> the Australian Chippendales. No, he was in the American one. Oh, was he really? Yeah, he lived in America for ages. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So that, I, I can't wait. I'll, I'll definitely, I think I'm into all of these. They yeah. sound pretty amazing. Burnout particularly is oh, something yeah. that sounds like we need to read. Yeah, Bull, absolute bullseye to how I think a lot of us are feeling right now. Yeah, and Angus saying sweet Thank things. You. And Angus. Angus said beautiful things. Um, and I've got to read that book, the Kate Ellis book. That yeah. sounds like something that. Well, really, we we know what's going on, but it would be wonderful to hear it from her perspective. Yeah, and from many um, MPs, female MPs' perspectives. Ah, yeah. oh, so good. Thank you to everyone for taking us all over the world, all over the place with so many good recommendations. Yeah. Banging back with the Bang Fam. We've got some messages too that we found on the Double J Instagram and also on Facebook. One from Emma who wants to recommend Ted Lasso. Oh, we talked about Ted Lasso last week. Mm-hmm. Just nominated for an Emmy and a new series, new series. starting soon. Yeah, and uh, she's gone on to write... I'm yet to hear of one person that didn't love it. It's such a feel-good show, especially for during a pandemic. But without bashing over the head with it, who knew a show about an American NFL coach moving to the UK to coach a soccer team would be the best and most hilarious thing to come out of 2020, 2021. Love it. Love it. Ted Lasso, new series coming soon. Hannah also got onto the socials and recommended... Kokomo. It's a book by Victoria Hannon. Oh, so it's not the song by the Beach Boys. <laughs> Aruba, Jamaica. Ooh, I want to take you to Bermuda, Bahamas. Come on, pretty mama. Key Largo, Montego. Ooh, I want to take you down to Kokomo. We'll get there fast and then we'll take it slow. That's oh, where we're in different key, we aren't we? want to go. go. Way down to Kokomo. I thought we did some pretty good harmonising there. That was all right. We got a bit <laughs> off in there. Okay, well, I brought it back. I came back around. Um, no, it's sorry. not the Beach Boys' famous song, although it wasn't really the Beach Boys when they sang it, was it? It was Whoa. the John Stamos Beach Boys. John Stamos on drums. That's right. <laughs> It's a book by Victoria <laughs> Hannon. So gripping, it's all I could ever think about for weeks. Broke my heart into wow. pieces and built it back up again. That is quite the review. It really Kokomo is. Kokomo by Victoria Hannon. Thank you, Hannah, for that. Yeah. 
Um, and Dominique has recommended a telly show that I've just started watching, This Way Up, which is another UK comedian, Ashling B, uh, and it's a story of her trying to navigate her life through difficult times. Sharon Horgan's in it, who I absolutely Who's adore. Sharon She's freaking hilarious. She's in the television show that's about the two people that meet up in their 40s and they have kids with Rob Delaney. I can't oh, think of the catastrophe. Yeah, catastrophe. I think okay. it's called. So, and she is amazing. So, yeah, um, uh, we've got Dominique who's recommended that. Says hilarious, warm and real, excellent writing, great cast, and you can watch it on Stan. Love it. Thank you, Dominique. Hey, Kate from Charleston, are you there? Hi, Zan. Hi, Miff. Hi, How are you going? Hey. <laughs> Can you two please make a um, Beach Boys cover band? That's amazing. <laughs> what would we call them? What would we call Ooh. us? Um, beach boobs. Beach clams. <laughs> you know that, um, Kate, you, I don't know if you've heard us talk about this before, but when Miff and I were working at Triple J together at the same time, we always yep. talked about having an ACDC cover band that we'd play, whip out at the Christmas party, and we were going to call ourselves Clackadacker. <laughs> An all-female all ACDC covers band. And since that we've been talking about this since that about like 2006, mm. 2007, I'm not sure whether yep. the Beach Boys cover band will get up. Yeah. Although yeah, you're about to have right. a whole lot more time on your hands in the country. That's so. right. That's right. <laughs> oh, and also, you know, the, the things I can do with the electronics these days. <laughs> <laughs> we can we can we can make anything come alive. Auto tune beach clams. What are you, you being on? Need, you don't need auto tune. Oh, honestly, oh, that was I was just so impressed. Was You're welcome back anytime, Kate. We love you. <laughs> You're um you you emailed us about a, a great mm. bang back because we were talking a few weeks ago about the um I guess the absence of of female artists yeah. and not that they don't exist. It's just that they've never been given their dues. Mm. The late developer, the late arrival female artist, conveniently late. And you wanted to tell us about a great exhibition that you stumbled on at the NGA, was it? Yeah, yeah, it was down in Canberra called Know My Name, Australian Women Artists from 1900 to Now. It's funny, I wasn't actually going to Canberra to see that exhibition. I went down to visit some old friends and was going to go to the Botticelli to Van Gogh exhibition um, at the gallery because, you know, everyone wants to see sunflowers. Yes. And, um, oh, my God, it was actually amazing. Um, But as I walked through that Botticelli to Van Gogh exhibition, I was just sort of overwhelmed by the fact that it was all dudes Mm. I'm like oh apparently women can't paint and it was funny because then I lost one of my friends and I was sort of looking around for her and just wandered into this other exhibition which turned out to be this Australian women artists um, exhibition Um, one thing that I found really interesting about it was that they did that exhibition. So this this um, Australian Women Artists exhibition has been going for a little while already and I think it runs until January next year. But it was to right the wrong that apparently only 25% of the gallery's collection is actually by women. Mm. And so they wanted to recognise that and do the right thing. But, you know, you walk out of this exhibition of all these great masters which came into being after they'd put this women in um, art exhibition on and you go there's kind of an odd juxtaposition there that they've recognized that it's an issue but then hey we're going to put on this one with just all more dudes but business business as usual (laughs) (laughs) yep yeah so but um this exhibition was really wonderful and 
Um, the first bit that I walked into was an installation by an all Indigenous um, group called the Junpi Desert Weavers. Oh, their and work was, is amazing, yeah. isn't oh, it? Far out. It was. Um, it's these seven giant figures of these sisters from an Aboriginal dreaming story. Um, and I'm probably going to get a little bit emotional because um, I, 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 I got completely overcome with this emotion really deep inside me. Um, it's like, um, sorry, just give me a sec. Right. I felt this really deep connection and this sense of belonging and it just sort of made sense. Um, it was like that's part of me and my country and not like those staid European dude paintings next door, mm. you know, which in comparison just seemed so sort of irrelevant and lifeless. Um, and so it was just this feeling of really, yeah, deep connection with it, which I'm not Indigenous, and um, but, you know, just I guess recognising and feeling the importance of of their culture and what it means mm. to me as the person and to us as a country. Yeah. Um, so it and it sort of, and I got upset that I'd travelled five hours to see these old white dude paintings <laughs> and I had no idea that this exhibit was even a thing and that just feels so wrong. It does. Well, you've told us all about it now. So <laughs> we will, if we can go to Canberra, which I'm not sure we can for a yeah. while, we will definitely look it up. Um, it, it's real testament though, isn't it, to the power of art to be able to put what, you know, all these ideas that are floating around about h- how you know, where we're at at the moment. And when you see something like that, it it, it brings it into focus without stating the obvious. Mm. And yes. it's just such that, I mean, that is the power of art, that isn't feeling, it? That, that feeling, that feeling you had. Yeah. 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 Beautiful. Incredible. And amazing. And so the only bad thing for the Bang Fam is that I think that the the jumpy installation was only there until the 4th of July. Oh. Um, but the rest of the exhibition's well worth looking at. And I, th- I looked on the website and I think that there's another exhibit coming later on in the year that's focusing on Indigenous art. So, you know, you could kind of, if, you know, COVID permitting, fingers crossed, um, you can go at that time, then you get a taste of the the Indigenous art as well as all that wonderful um, women's art as well. Brilliant. Know My Name, Australian women artists from 1900 to now. That's the exhibition. I think it's running till about January in Canberra. Uh, Kate, thank you so much for telling us about that. That sounds incredible. Thank you, Miff. Thank you, Zan. It's been such a joy to talk to you. And yeah, keep doing what you do. I love being being on so much. Oh, we love you Right from the start. I love and that even, right from OG the start. OG fan, <laughs> love it. But you know what? Just um, I used to listen to you two on Triple J, and mm. I always used to think, why don't they stick them together on like breakfast? <laughs> oh or my god, they should do breakfast together. <laughs> so when you started to, when you just, I heard you were going to do Bang On, I was just like, yes, that's so great. So it's always just a joy to listen to you both. So Aww. thank you, thank you so much, Kate. Thank we you, really Kate. appreciate it. We love that you're part of the Bang Fam. Thank you. Love being there. All right. Thanks so much, you too. Bye. Bye.
Hey, on the jumpy desert weavers as well, mm. as Kate was talking about that, the Darwin Aboriginal Art Fair is every year. It's around the same time as Darwin Festival and the National Indigenous Music Awards. And this year, because COVID is just still, you know, Again. clearly a problem, they're taking it online. But that means that you can access it. And Ooh, I, as I'm saying this, why am I telling people? Because then you'll get all the art. Mm. What did it, what, shut up, Sam. <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing. It's basically an opportunity to um, invest in some incredible art by Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples and it goes directly to, directly the, to artist. the artist. There's no and commission to some no. agent in Darling Harbour or whatever. It's just it's straight to the source. And the, the art and the uh, the jumpy desert weavers mm. always have incredible stuff. There's amazing ceramics. So oh. that's going to be um, online on August the 7th if you want to check it the out. The best. So good. Save your pennies for that one. Shall we check the answering machine before we Let's go? Let's do it. Hello. Please leave a message after the tone. Hey, Miff, Zan and Bang Boy Ryan. It's Kate from Melbourne. Lately, I've been banging on about Feel Good with May Martin, a Canadian comedian. May's moved to London and falls in love with George, a female who's only ever been with men. All's going great until May's complex relationship with addiction sneaks into their present. Tender, funny, nuanced, and on Netflix, it's delicate and a real laugh in all the right places. You're going to love it. Hey, Bang fam. This is Viv. I'm from Charters Towers, North Queensland. Good your land. I would just like to recommend a TV show called The Casketeers. It's on Netflix, and I think it's also on SBS. It's um, a Kiwi reality show about a, a Maori family that own a funeral home. It's a really fantastic show it's quite sad in places really funny in lots of places and it really is um, a wonderful look at the way different people handle death see you guys love your work hey bang fam this is joe kaya from wajak noongar country i'd like to recommend a little bit of harmless fun that i found on the great book of face it's called crap bird photography and it's a bit of a guilty pleasure um, I think the quality of the photos, but the quality of the comments about the photos, they kind of live together and it feels a bit like Miff talking about paddle steamers. Enjoy. Bag fam. Hey, Bang fam. This is Sally from Wadawurrung Country. I wanted to recommend a TV show called Alone. I've been obsessed with this show since its first season in 2015 and it's currently airing its eighth season. It's an extreme survival reality show where 10 contestants are dropped separately into remote wilderness areas and the last person standing wins 500 grand. Each contestant chooses 10 survival items from a list of about 40. Then they must build their own shelter and find their own food to survive. But if they can't cope, they have a satellite phone that they can call to tap out. One of the best things about the show is they are truly alone. The contestants film everything themselves it's raw and at times really uncomfortable viewing as they endure the most extreme weather and situations. The other awesome thing is the amount of incredible female contestants on the show who are just so fierce and resilient. One of them even builds a sauna out of a tarp and some wood. Uh, most seasons are available on SBS On Demand or the History Channel. Uh, I recommend it because it's crazy, brutal and like nothing else you'll see. Watching these people fight to survive and trying to catch food like mice and rabbits and even moose to eat, it's insane. Um, thanks, Miff and Zan. 
Bang On has been my rock for years and I am so grateful to finally bang back. Oh, Sally. That sounds incredible. Oh my God. <laughs> Making a if- sauna. <laughs> Survival, but also sauna. <laughs> if you're paying someone $500,000 to win, they are making you do some fucked up shit in yes. that show. That is awful. I feel like I want to go on it. <laughs> I'm ready. You were just warming up with this. I'm a, I'm celebrity. a celebrity. Get me Get out ready. of here. That is so full on. Um, can I just show you this? I've just logged into also Crap Bird Photography. I'm pretty sure Joe recommended this to me a couple of weeks ago <laughs> anyway, directly knowing I would love it's it. It's absolutely your bag. It's so my bag because I love birds. Yeah. I'm mad for a bird. Yeah. Anyway, let's just have a look at this photo. It's like two birds flying in the air. <laughs> <laughs> it's so bad. Like the angles are wrong. The birds look weird. Everything's just wrong about it and it's the best. The bird on the bottom looks like an adult man trying to learn ballet for the first time. <laughs> And then you get these other beautiful photos of like out of focus <laughs> birds and it's just. This looks exactly like the kind of photography I was trying to achieve when I was in Costa Rica just before the pandemic hit. Actually, it was right at the start of the pandemic. Um, that is oh, hilarious. I'm so, I just love this group so much. Thank you, Joe. This is, has made my day. Oh my and um, the Cascadeer sounds fab too, as does Feel Good. Which a lot I've... of people have been messaging us about Feel Good. Yeah. I've been seeing that pop up a lot on um, Netflix. I think it's on mm. Netflix, yeah. Yeah, if we have to go on another lockdown, and I say, after this bang back, come at me. I'm ready. I've got so much to do. Yes, the uh, the cup overfloweth. Thank you so much. I think we've got time for one more uh, bang fam to join us. Bonnie, you there? Hi. Hi. Hi, Bonnie. I've been here for a little while, actually. Have you? Welcome. L- like that we just kept you in the corner, just waiting. <laughs> in, miss. in the bang box, in the uh, yeah. in the proverbial bang box. What do you want to bang back about? I want to be back about Black Widow and Loki, spoiler free. Uh, I know oh, that good. some people haven't watched it yet because of Origin was on. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah, yes. that's why I haven't watched it because Origin. <laughs> yeah. Now, Black Widow is the new Marvel Origin film, as in like Origin story film, is that right? Yeah, it's kind of in between two of the films that came out a couple years ago and it's got Scarlett Johansson in it as Black Widow. And um, I, I saw it when it first came out and um, it was surprisingly funny for an assassin movie, so um, that's good. And, uh, and good it's, been, it's been directed by an Australian director as well, hasn't yeah, it? Yeah. Um, uh, Kate Shortland. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so she did um, that movie with... Teresa Palmer, um, the Berlin. Oh my god, one. which was so intense! It was like Teresa yeah. Palmer going on a date with a guy, and then she goes back to his place. They get it on, and she wakes up, and he's basically, you know, imprisoning her. It's so <gasps> intense. I haven't seen it. And I she did Somersault as well. <laughs> Kate Shotland did Somersault yeah, yeah, as well. Yeah. Somersault was a beautiful yeah. film. That other so one I was, was looking up, terrifying. I, I looked up who she was after the um, trailer because I thought, oh, I wonder who she is, and yeah, she did all this. Uh, Australian movies, yeah. So it was good to see at the movies. I don't know if I'd pay $30 for it on Disney+. Plus. But. Okay, good. <laughs> I love this. this Just being honest. <laughs> realistic recommends. That's fantastic. <laughs> yeah. And then um, saw Loki, which finished last night, and um, that kind of um, sets up the next phase of the, the Marvel universe. Can, can, can you just fill us in for those who have no idea what's going on with all the Marvel Universe anymore, I've dropped off. Oh, this is going to be a big conversation. I know, but, like, just give me a map <laughs> out the Marvel no, Universe. No, just Loki. Where does Loki fit yeah, into Yeah, where does Loki it? fit into the whole thing? In one of the movies they time travel and it's the 2014 Loki and it's what happens with his story. Right. 
Um, it's really hard to not give spoilers. Uh, maybe <laughs> yeah, you know, fair enough. Spoilers for it, yeah. Could you watch it if you're not familiar with Loki's story? Um, it does kind of fill you in a bit at the first episode, but it might help to watch and have a general Google <laughs> before you um, dive into it. I only know Loki from the Thor films because he was in Thor, wasn't oh, yeah. he? Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, like you do get flashbacks in that in the first episode. So, yeah, you could give it a go, I reckon. But give it uh, a yeah. bell. Yeah. <laughs> WandaVision was also definitely my one of my favourites this year. I think WandaVision think got already... a few Emmy nominations last week too, so yeah, a lot of people yeah. liking that one, yeah. Yeah. Don Cheadle got one and he was in it for five minutes. He did too. That's <laughs> <laughs> And I feel like Bonnie's got thoughts about that. Yeah, I know. Oh, yeah, I think a lot of people have thoughts. Even he's got thoughts. Yeah, I think he's like, what the? Yeah, what the hell? It's like Meryl Streep. I was in it for two minutes. Oh, yeah, Academy Award. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yes. <laughs> so um, you recommend Loki and that one is on Disney Plus as well, is it? It is, yeah. So it's the whole series is out, six episodes, and um, you just binge it. It's um, but It's not even an hour, I'd say. The episodes. Unreal. Sounds good. Yeah. Like, like I'm going to dig in. If we're in lockdown, I've got so much to do. You're going to reach the end of the internet at That's some right. stage. So the more, the merrier. That's hey, right. Thanks so much for banging back, Bonnie. <laughs> Thank you. Good to talk to you guys. You too. Bye. 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 Oh. Well, that's it. That's all we've got time for. Oh, I do have one more. I got a beautiful email um, about a week or so ago from Ramonda and it was the best email I read all week. This is from Ramonda. I am an 82-year-old Maori woman living in Moraki, New Zealand. Look forward every week to your current news. Laughed out loud when you said you were old enough to listen to Fran. Cause talking about Fran Kelly. I love that she's streaming Fran from yep. Over the Ditch as well. I've listened to her for years. I'm going to buy a jaffle maker. Yes. My Crocs are outside the front door. Yes. It's freezing cold here. I wear them in summer. Much love to you, Ramonda. Just dot pointing her way through that email. Oh, she is bang fan. It was fan. almost like beat poetry bang fan. Yeah, she is the matriarch <laughs> of our bang fan. We love you, Ramonda. Can I just say we are responsible for jaffle sales for 2021. I know. And if so I many people a jaffle maker influencer... <laughs> Seriously, where where are the calls? A my jaffluencer. Phone, my phone's not running hot. Hasn't been. No one from Breville. No one from Tfal. <laughs> no one from any of them. Not even Kmart. Just thinking you can't say uh, you can't say any um, product names. But if you just say them all, it cancels it exactly. out, right? Bang man, is that's that right? Exactly. Yeah, that's well, right. Well, that's why I said them all. I'm just you know, <laughs> putting the net wide because, um, well, frankly, they don't need an influencer anyway. Does La Crusoe do a bad <laughs> jaffle maker as well? Are Probably can... a handheld one that you put into a fire. <laughs> An open fire pit. <sighs> Good that lord, was great. that, that oh, lifted me. Thank you so much, Bang Fan. Amazing. Mm. I'm going to be lonely next week when it's just you and me. I know. No offense. <laughs> no offense, but you got plenty to watch. Yeah. You'll, be, you'll be right. You'll be right. <laughs> now that was fabulous. I'm I'm so excited by some of these recommendations. I can't wait to bang back again. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Love you. Love, love you. you. Like actually, love you. Love you. You make us cry. Yeah. And smile. The best. Thank you. Oh, so it's not the song by the Beach Boys. Aruba, Jamaica, ooh, I want to take you to Bermuda, Bahamas, come on, pretty mama, Key Largo, Montego, ooh, I want to take you down to 
Kokomo. We'll get there fast and then we'll take it slow. That's oh, where wait, we Kay, want wait. to go. Way down to Kokomo. I thought we did some pretty good harmonizing there. That was all right. We got a bit <laughs> off in there. Okay, well, I brought it back. I came back around. Discover more great ABC podcasts, live radio and exclusives on the ABC Listen app.